Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here. This is the Rumor Has It podcast. I'm here with Megan Howard. Hi, Megan. Hello. How are you today? I'm all right. How are you? Good. This is episode number 13, I believe. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. So Look at we, that. Are, we are pleased to have a guest on today, Chris Morse. Chris, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. glad to be on lucky number 13. Lucky that's number a, 13. That's a solid number. Here. Perfect for Fairborn, right? <laughs> so, glad some clapping. Chris is with the Fairborn Phoenix Group, and I'll let you talk a little bit about that for a second. But uh, you've taken on a pretty big project uh, and yes. taken it on very well and done a really good job, at least at the beginning, to try to ramp this project up. So, let's talk first about. Uh, tell us about yourself. You're from Fairborn. You grew up in Fairborn. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, from Fairborn, born and raised. I went to Black Lane Elementary School. Okay. Uh, first house I came home to was on Holmes, right there right. in downtown Fairborn. Ended up in Rona Hills. Um, graduated in 2007 with Jordan. Yep. Um, he and I, we've known each other now probably since about seventh grade. Okay. Um, kind of been one of those friendships that, you know, you can just pick up as it goes. Uh don't really see each other very often. He lives in New York now. Right. Um, but he and I are both uh, locals to the area, um, kind of moved away for a little bit, and, and I'm I'm back all the time now. Um, he does a lot of work up in New York, and I think he's going to Mongolia in a week or so okay. to shoot a documentary. Yeah, so he kind of, he's all over the place. So this kind of got kicked off. You mentioned Jordan being a documentary filmmaker, uh, Jordan Terrell, uh, who's your partner, one of your partners in the Fairborn Phoenix Tell me how this kind of got started with your interest in the Fairborn Phoenix. I think it has a little bit to do with Jordan and his documentary he did. Yeah. So, uh, uh, God, what was that? About three years ago now, yeah. um, he had finished up or was finishing up his documentary um, here in Ohio. Right. It. Uh, he followed around a couple guys in Springfield that uh, would take derelict homes, um, kind of run down abandoned houses, buy them, and fix them up, turn them into halfway houses uh, for people in recovery. Yep. Um, so he had kind of approached me when it was finishing up, like, Hey, I think it would be really cool to bring the theater back to life. It kind of fits in with the theme of the documentary that he was shooting where, you know, you, you turn old buildings into usable spaces yeah. and, um, it, it kind of grew from there. The, uh, the premiere was very successful. Um, I think you guys were there if I remember yeah, absolutely. right. And I think at that point he and I had kind of recognized the potential there. So the theater was always part, part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, when he, he had talked about starting to uh, show it somewhere so that he could apply for um, film festival okay. uh, to get into film festivals, we did actually get him into the Cleveland International Film Festival. Right. Um, unfortunately, COVID kind of ruined our, yeah. our trip up there. Um, it was all digital that year. Um, but yeah, the theater was always something that he wanted to do and, uh, and, and part of the process. Because like I said, we're from here. We, I remember watching Big Daddy in that movie theater. When I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they showed Titanic for like the last 10 years it was open. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, th there's a nostalgia factor there that um, we thought it would be really cool if we could kind of get in there and uh, bring it back to life. So talk about that for a minute, because this isn't a project for the weak of heart or the faint of heart, I guess. It's a, we're not talking about a $50,000 renovation. This is a multi-million dollar project. Yes. On a very large building that has had very little investment over the last 10 or 15 years, right? Yeah. I just, I, when people kind of ask me, you know, what's it like in there? I just kind of tell them, Hey, you know, it's a cinder block warehouse with right. a leaky roof. The roof isn't leaky anymore. Right. Thank you enterprise. Right. Um, but yeah, so the roof's roof's going on now. Um, it is, it's a very raw space. Um, right. the foundation's good. I think when we got in there, uh, Roush's restaurant had closed yep. down not too long before. So, there was a lot of stuff from there that I think the city was trying to reuse, or I'm honestly not positive why it was there. Um, it was kind of an overflow. For, I think you said it's, it was a large warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. It was yeah. There, there was a ton of stuff in there. So, you know, just cleaning it out right. and getting it usable was a process. And then once we started working with the FTC and kind of moving further into the process of, you know, negotiating transfer of ownership and milestones and what we need to do, it, it really started to get eye-opening once we go out and get like preliminary quotes, uh, you know, right. approximate costs of things. Um, it is a very, very large undertaking. Um, it's almost like trying to eat an elephant, you know, you, it's one, one bite, bite at a time, time right? yeah, yeah, versus yeah, eating the whole thing. And, and I think if the documentary showed anything is that the passion that people in Fairborn have for that building is real. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, 
correct me if I'm wrong. You guys were surprised, I think, at the demand that you had for tickets. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, actually had to add showings. Right? Yeah, because yeah. That and that was kind of where we were like, okay, maybe this is more than just a, a documentary premiere. Where you know, I think our capacity at the time was like 150 people. I'm right. not positive. Um, so we had like 350 people show up to do it to to kind of experience the. Not only the documentary screening, but watching a movie in that movie theater for right. the first time in twenty plus years. Right. Um, so yeah, it was it was much more successful, I think, than we anticipated or were potentially even ready for. Sure. Yeah, because you know the building had nothing, right? It had no, no. plumbing, no electric, no HVAC. No, we were luckily, very worried about luckily electric. It wasn't uh, super hot. That <laughs> yeah. day. The weather was great. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you kind of you got some church pews donated, set yes. up some portage hunts. And just kind of did it. I mean, yeah, we call them, we call them DIY events. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, you kind of learn from every single one how to make it better. Uh, like you said, uh, multiple churches um, donated pews. I think we've actually picked up a couple recently from uh, Rona Hills Church. Okay. They've, they kind of had some they wanted to get rid of. So we went and picked those up. Um, yeah, like you said, everything. No HVAC. The roof was leaking. So when we're throwing events, you're just crossing your fingers that it doesn't rain. Sure. Or, you know, you guys will see Jordan and I running around with five gallon buckets <laughs> and, and praying to God. Um, yeah. Uh, the no bathrooms thing, I think, is one thing that we want to address uh, very, fairly quickly. Sure. Um, after the roof, you know, the roof was the number one priority, getting everything dried in. Sure. Um, that was a big piece of the ARPA funds um, that we wanted to get done. We went with a really reputable company yep. that, you know, we knew would be around to service the warranty in year 19 if we need right. to. Um, and then after that, I, I think electric is the big one. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, it was years ago, Chick-fil-A actually oh, yeah. served chicken sandwiches yep. out of the front of the theater. Absolutely. So they ran a, a line to the front to plug in their fridges and we've kind of initially branched off that. That's sure. what we used to, uh, throw the show for Jordan's documentary. And then we've kind of been upgrading from there. So you mentioned you've, you've kind of had to bootstrap this. Uh, really it's been a, as grassroots of a fundraising effort as I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Uh, talk about some of the events that you have there. How many have you had? And you know, has that been, what effect has that had for you? Like what has that done for you? We'll start oh, with a positive. Uh, what it's done yeah. For you first. So I'm trying to think of how many we've thrown. I want to say like, probably in the neighborhood of 12 yeah. um, separate unique events. Um, and they kind of started off smaller. I know the first one that we did was, uh, so we took over ownership of the building in August of last year. Uh, in October, we did our first annual Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, and that again, that was another one that you're crossing your fingers because, you know, right. at that point we had uh, gotten projectors donated. We got a screen donated, um, sound system. We had speakers in there. So I'm always like, okay, when is this, uh, the, the power threshold going to kind of cut out on us? And, sure. um, so that, that worked out. So from there, we, like I said, we just started to build over the winter, kind of forming partnerships that winter. I, uh, I got us in with uh, PMB electric and right. Richards electric. So they are, uh, official partners with the Fairborn Phoenix. Um, Great. and that'll allow us, you know, to kind of save, save money where we can on the electric, which will be the next piece. Uh, so we put a panel in on the stage, um, and then we had the Beatles show yeah. in July. Um, that one, I, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty surprised at the turnout to that. Really? I, yeah, I thought it was going to be really good, and it was not. Really? Yeah. Um, we uh, we had spent money and, and marketed on a Breakfast with the Beatles with WTUE to try and get people out. Um, so, you know, we threw that one show. It was actually sponsored by a, a, a donor, um, Gary. Thank you, Gary, for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of why I think we've moved away from that a little bit with the, the following shows um, in terms of production costs and stuff like that. It was much higher than what we normally do. Sure. So you want people to show up and when they don't, it, it kind of hurts a little worse. Um, so then we went back to the drawing board. Um, we had gotten some props donated from a, a different group that threw the Rocky Horror Picture Show back in the day. Um, so we threw kind of a test run of yeah. like the upped production for Rocky. Uh after that, we did a drag show. That was really fun. Right. That's, yeah. And all of these are, all of these are kind of like case studies for different setups. So, you know, the drag show setup, we had risers kind of going all the way out to the front of the crowd. And for me, 
that's how I want like our comedy show setups to be. So sure. it's, it's kind of nice to be able to lay that out, make sure, you know, our occupancy permits are going to allow us to do that kind of setup and then see how it works. Sure. Um, so the drag show was really fun. And then we did wrestling. <laughs> A lot of people were interested in the wrestling. Um, one, where in the heck are you guys putting this ring? Right. Um, like what, just what do we expect here? Um, and that actually worked really well. Yeah. The, uh, and that's what's fun about the space as it is now where it's, you know, it is just a big concrete warehouse. So right. we can kind of throw, you, you know, mud dog shows is what I think a couple of people <laughs> kind of refer to them as just kind of, you know, more grimy, gritty, uh, personal kind of stuff and not really worry about, uh, the space. You just got to clean up concrete afterwards. We don't have carpet to shampoo. So, you know, when a wrestler comes out, chucking bananas into the crowd i don't really care because it's just it's concrete you know you wash it off and move on with your life so yeah that one was really fun um i'm trying to remember some of the other stuff that we did so we've talked a little bit about the uh, our last episode about kind of the structure of the fairborn phoenix and how it relates to the city how it's not really this the city that's involved with you it's the fairborn development corporation and yeah i'm not gonna rehash all that because we want to spend more time talking to you um, but the the events you're doing is specifically to raise some money yeah. because one of the commitments that you made to the FTC is that you would be able to have a certain amount of uh, fund balance, if you will, in the bank by a yeah. certain amount of time. Yeah. I, and our deal with the FTC, it was very heavily tied to, you know, performance. Yeah. Um, being successful with what you're doing, whether it's fundraising, throwing shows. I know Jordan and I have kind of decided to take the approach of providing something for your money initially sure. up front, right? Versus going out and soliciting for donations, which we could. Yeah. I mean, we do have fundraisers going on, but we don't really promote them heavily. Right. Um, we want to get people into the building, um, see some shows, actually get something for the money that they're sure. spending up front. And then, you know, if you want to donate after that, that's fine. You know, we provide ways to do that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's very heavily focused on, you know, an annual event. Having an annual event that's successful, that was one of the big ones that I that I wanted in there because it's just kind of a proof of concept. Right. Hey, this is successful. People are still interested. These, these events are doing well. Um, and then, you know, also physical milestones right. where, where, you know, we want to light the marquee. That's right. a big thing. Um, historical tax credit application. That's really, you know, even if it isn't successful, successful, sorry. Uh, it, it's kind of just a progress check because in order yeah. to get that application in, you have to have, you know, X, Y, Z drawings and, uh, just a plethora of things that come with, you know, progress in a project. And I think that's where the city's helping to lean in with the ARPA money is I think a lot of the, so the city council dedicated a half million dollars in ARPA funds, uh, which is, thank you city council, by the way, absolutely. Which was, it made sense to do that. Um, and I think, even at that, that's still not, that's, that's still almost a drop in the bucket. It's a big drop, yeah. but it's a drop in the bucket and that's, but it's going to allow you to get those plans that you talk about to the point where you can now leverage the other funding that you mentioned. Absolutely. Yeah. So for us, um, and I guess we can kind of get into that now if you want to, in, in terms of the ARPA funds, yeah. um, there was a very strict guidelines for what we can spend those funds on. Sure. That's been laid out. Uh, it's, physical upgrades only or stuff that get us closer to physical upgrades, right? Yeah. So the roof is part of that. Um, I'm trying to work in plumbing, um, but the drawings uh, to get to the historical tax credit apps to then be able to go to banks and say, hey, this is what it's gonna cost to get here. This is kind of what the business plan's looking like after these are our projected revenues, expenses, et cetera, right. et cetera. Oh, and by the way, I have a half million dollars in ARPA funds already in my back pocket. Right. Um, that's kind of what we've been working towards. Um, I've gotten contacts with a few banks just to see what they want. And if nobody's ever been through a building project, getting architectural drawings to the detail that you need them is not inexpensive. No, it, <laughs> it was shocking. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousand plus yeah. dollars because oh, absolutely. the time it goes into doing those drawings is considerable. Yeah. Uh, and you're getting the level of detail that you could then give to someone to build the building that you want. Yeah. And, and for, I think kind of some unique stuff with the movie theater in that aspect is you know, it's an old building, right? Not only is it old, it's, it's a federal historical building. Right. Um, it's on that registry. So there are certain things that you can and can't do. Right. Um, and there's also stuff that when the building was built was to code. That is not to code now. Right. Um, and there's only so much space to work with. So, 
you know, that's kind of where our, our designers, the architect group comes in. Yep. Um, they make sure that the designs that Jordan and I are kind of talking them through with, and, and I, I do want to be clarify one thing. It is yeah. not just Jordan and I, um, sure. in this project, we have had several other board members, um, throughout our time. Bob Fry was one of them. He retired down to Florida. Yep. Um, Dustin Thomas was another one. He, uh, life just kind of got in the way and he didn't have enough time to dedicate. Uh, and we actually just added Steve Butcher okay. to the board. Great. Um, he is from Kansas. He's just recently moved back to Fairborn. His family's from the area. Um, he, uh, was on a Wichita theater nonprofit out there. Great. But he also works uh, very closely with PNB Electric and is very familiar with the commercial construction side of things. So we thought he would be a very good addition to the team. Absolutely. So right now that makes up uh, our board, uh, myself, Jordan, and Steve Butcher at the, right now. Um, sorry. No, that, that's important that you recognize <laughs> folks that have helped you. Yeah. You're right, it's a team effort, right? Yeah, I, mean, I wanted so, to throw that in there at the beginning, yeah, absolutely, but no. I, I'm, I'm bad about that. And I think a lot of times people think and assume that it's just Jordan and I, and sure. they see these two, you know, young kids, one's got a business degree, the other one's in film. Like, what do you guys know about construction and, and, and renovating a building? And the, the truth is, you know, we know what we know and we delegate and what we don't know. And you've been really good at identifying people that can help you understand the parts you don't yes. understand. Oh, yeah. Which is key. Yeah. Right? Our team is is, uh, is very good. It consists of uh, the architect group out of Dayton. Um, they've they've worked with some local theaters in the Dayton area. Um, our th actual theater designer for the auditorium is Schuler Shook. Um, they're out of New York. They worked on Carnegie Hall, the Egyptian, where they host Sundance Film right. Festival, which is a, is a rather large film festival. So that's our our design and architect team. Um and then I kind of handle, you know, the business partnerships, sure. the paperwork, the quote unquote fun stuff. And then, <laughs> and then Jordan's more of our, uh, events guy. Sure. Yeah. He's, he's more familiar with that. So we kind of all have our own lane, um, and just try and stick to it the best that we can. Uh, I'll say also, you've been very helpful with the city when we've had events where we've needed, uh, some folks to maybe help vend at some of our, whether it be bluegrass and brew or, uh, you know, our hairborne events, you guys have stepped up to volunteer, to help as a fundraiser for your organization. So we appreciate you leaning in and helping us do our events and in addition to the ones you guys do. Oh yeah. I mean, we, I think for me, I, I just appreciate being invited out because it, it's, you know, like you said, it was a very grassroots startup. Yeah. Um, a lot of people didn't even know we existed, didn't know what we were doing until recently with the ARPA announcement. So yeah, it's always fun to be able to get out in the community. Most of our volunteers are all Fairborn natives. They're all right. people that I grew up with. Um, we've been very lucky to have, you know, our close friends, family, sure. stuff like that, really be willing to help. Um, I got a couple guys right now going to pick up the second half of our meals from Miami Valley Meals for our giving awesome. giveaway next week. So uh, it's just, it's good to not have to worry about some of that stuff. And So let's talk about that a little bit. You guys have, for the last two or three years, I think, given away meals at Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah. Um, talk about that a little bit and kind of the... The thought behind that, why did you decide to do that? What's the, what's the reason for that? Uh, and you've not, you've done other stuff too. Yeah. Not just right. Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm yeah. Not. And we, I, I think for, for my favorite part of this is the community outreach part and kind of our, we'll get into the theater plans later um, with what we're going to do on the second story there. But we've done school supply giveaways. Uh, last year was when we started the turkey giveaway. And both of those really kind of just started. I just kind of got a wild hair. Um, the school supply thing. It was just tax-free weekend, and right. I, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go buy whatever we need. Like, give me the K-12 through Fairborn school supply list, and we'll kind of find whatever overlaps and, and give that away. And then the, no kidding, the thanks, the first turkey giveaway, I woke up on November 23rd that morning, and uh, I was watching, I don't even remember what I was watching. It was like NFL clips, and Marshawn Lynch was on the sideline talking to Richard Sherman about giving out turkeys. <laughs> And I'm like, man, I bet I could do that. I was like, we should do that. So I, uh, I got in touch with Kroger right here in Fairborn and was able to buy, uh, I got, a, it was a little over a ton, I think, wow. uh, whatever I could fit in my Silverado basically. <clears throat> and, uh, we drove around, filled the truck up with ice and drove around <laughs> we hit like Fairborn apartments, uh, landmark Garland apartments, um, ended up putting a post up on Facebook for people to just, uh, come meet us at Spark at the end of the night. Cause yep. I was, I'd been driving around for eight, nine hours that day. Um, so 
I'm just trying to improve that stuff every year. This year we partnered with Miami Valley Meals. Instead of giving away whole turkeys and nothing else, it's fully prepared meals. Um, You know, you have single serving meals, you have meals that feed families of four. Right. um, And we should hit, uh, you know, if we give away every bit of it, about 800 people plus, right? A minimum of 800 people. Depends on how much you eat, I guess, on the family pans. They said it serves sure. four to six, so I'm just assuming four because I eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and, and we do have uh, some more stuff kind of planned that I had wrote down a little bit. Uh, the school supply giveaway, Thanksgiving meals. Um, we had been working on a winter clothes drive. Okay. We tried to start that last year. I didn't get a ton of traction. I'm going to kind of reapproach how we collect donations there. Um, in addition to Thanksgiving meals, I wanted to do like Christmas meals or family sponsorships where, mm. you know, yeah. you just kind of community comes together, buys a family right. Christmas gifts and, and you go give them to them. Um, and then eventually like once we're fully up and running and we're not spending every dollar that we make on the actual building, um, we wanted to do like creative arts scholarships, mm. stuff like that, pay, uh, professionals to come in and do like educational workshops for free right whether it's you know finance uh video design video edit whatever anybody's interested in doing um and that's kind of that's kind of like the community outreach vein of what we have going on is just helping people that need help and providing a space for people that have a interest in the arts i've said this before i'm always amazed at the generosity of fairborn in general the people of Fairborn are incredibly generous yeah. to give in giving to others. Even if they don't have a lot, they give to others excessively. And it's a wonderful thing to witness. So not only for you, Chris, and your group to do the turkeys, you know, Matt Klein has the shoes for the shoeless yeah. where he goes yeah. and does shoes. You know, he's got a group of people that do something. That, that's incredible. The generosity of these Fairborn people giving back to their community. I, I, I've yet witnessed it in the city that I've been in to this extent. I mean, yeah. you always have folks that do it, but... It's, uh, it's, you know, and that shows too, when we, we put out volunteer calls, I know for the right. Turkey giveaway, we're, we're flooded with messages and, and I do, you know, I love that about this town. It's a very small town right. vibes. Um, everybody kind of knows everybody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got inclusive Fairborn giving away free meals, meals at yeah. Fairborn apartments yeah. I mean, and helping people there. Just, it's, it blows my mind yeah. in, a, in a very good way. Yeah. And it is interesting if you kind of look at the statistics of Fairborn, um, in terms of like the poverty rate versus the national average, right. um, rental rates versus the national average, there's a, it's, you know, it's not better than the right. national average. Right. I'll just say that. Right. Yeah. But we're probably, uh, if you look at giving, we're probably oh. blowing the national average away. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of nice to see that dynamic. Cause you know, there, you know, there's the, the kind of the poverty rates high, but you also see people giving back and trying to correct that. And, and it's. It's contagious. So I want to say one thing, Absolutely. but I'm, we're not going to get into the negative part of, you know, we use this, we do a social media meltdown on here all the time. <laughs> and one in the last one, last time we did happened to coincide with an event that you uh, were going to yeah. So we're not going to rehash any of that. <laughs> but, I, but I will say the one thing I want to say is it's, it's very difficult to criticize someone who's out doing things in the community like that when you've not done something like that yourself. Correct. Right. So there's a lot of folks that want to sit on the sidelines and criticize what you're doing and what others are doing when they are afraid to do that themselves or unable to do that themselves, you, you lose your ability to criticize if you can't give back in some way when they're doing it. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I'm okay with criticism. Yeah. You're you're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, if, if you think I made a mistake, let it be known and I will address it the way that I know how best. Right. Um, yeah, that specific show, I think Jordan and I probably myself mostly did a bad job of, kind of vetting all the flyers that got released. Um, you know, we had 10 acts planned for that day, so it's really hard to keep track of everybody. And, and, uh, I'm not looking for a post more of that or really blame <laughs> or anything. All I'm yeah, I mean, is, I feel bad about it because I did kind of go back and look and I'm like, okay. But all I want to say is that, yes, things like that happen and we're, you're going to make those, we all make those types of things that right. make choices that aren't the best. But at the end of the day, if you're looking at the plus minus of it, oh, yeah. you're way in the plus. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I, think that, right? I think that goes for you know, the charity events that you do, the giveaways that you right. do, and the, just the work that you're doing at the theater. And, you know, whether it's, you know, the complaints of, you know, we don't like this, 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 and this. Well, okay, but nobody else was doing anything with it. Yeah. Right. It, just, it was just sitting there. Nobody yeah. else was putting forth an effort to um, fix it up. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, money I mean, might have been being raised, you know, here every once in a while, but... 
there was no movement. And, you know, here are these guys that are coming in wanting to do something. Right. Moving heaven and earth, trying to figure out how to get a movie in there and yeah. just, or a showing or a preview, whatever, you know, it was. And, and you guys did the blood, sweat and tears of cleaning everything out. And, and I don't think people realized everything that you guys did just to get Jordan's video documentary in there. Uh, yeah. Right. I, um, and I think there's, a, there's obviously people are going to make assumptions, right? Sure. Um, but I, I think the reality of the situation is, is Jordan and I and other board members, um, we've spent three years in that place right. um, with no promise of anything from the city ever. Uh, every dollar that's been put into that building so far until the roof was privately raised through right. events yeah. that we threw. Um, like I said, we got one donation um, from Gary Warner. Thank you very much, Gary. Um, and we've sold a couple of uh, light bulbs that we lit on the marquee right. through our fundraiser that's online. But everything else has been myself or Jordan. I mean, the turkey giveaway, I took a thousand dollars out of my bank account, went up to Kroger and said, how much turkey can I get for this? Like, what, can you just fill me up? Right. Um, and, and like you said, time, I got, I got a wife and kid. Right. <laughs> right. It's uh, it's in any moment that I'm at the theater is, is a moment that I don't get to watch my daughter. And she's young. It's yeah, not like she's, she's 18 yeah, doing her three, thing. She's, three years old. Right. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, you're in the, the deep end of things right yeah. now with the kid. And, uh, so it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a lot, but like I said, eating an elephant, so let's, tiny let's, bites at a time. Let's shake off that bad mojo. Let's get into, <laughs> let's have you talk very specifically about what your plans are for the theater. What's, what's the building going to look like at the end of this entire process when we hold the ribbon cutting and we premiere whatever you're going to premiere? What are, what's the Fairborn Phoenix theater going to look like the end game yeah, if we got if we got every dollar we ever wanted yeah okay so i think for us it's it's a you know fully functioning theater on the first floor um you know new roof electric hvac plumbing modernized auditorium right um to redo the lobby with uh i think we're going to kind of turn it into like a quasi concession stand bar area yep um i've been kind of looking into liquor licenses and stuff like that. I just think it's kind of cool to go to a movie theater, be able to grab a drink and go watch the show, um, whatever it is. And like I said, it's going to be more than a movie theater. Um, you know, when I talk about modernizing the auditorium, we talk about making it acceptable for live bands, comedy shows, uh, you know, Rocky horror picture shows like we have, where we show the movie on the stage and the, the, crowd kind of acts it out. I know our drawings in the auditorium right now have removable seats up front to kind of preserve that flat space in front of the stage. That's great. Um, yeah, just a, just an all purpose first floor. Um, I think envision the front lobby slash bathroom area being open probably five days a week. Right. We can come in, get food, have a drink. Um, we're right there off base. So I know there's a lot of base traffic coming in and out of there. We kind of thought that would be a good, uh, way to, earn money passively when we're not throwing shows. Yeah. And then the uh, the second floor is going to kind of be uh, our community center area. And I, I think we talked about that a little bit, yeah. but, uh, you know, a community, uh, sorry, a community center with a computer lab where, you know, people can come in editing animations, that kind of stuff, uh, recording studios that way. Let's say you come in, you animate a short that you want to throw on YouTube. You can walk right next door, recording studio and do the voiceovers for it. Right. Um, and then, you know, obviously, if if there's young filmmakers that are shooting documentaries, stuff like that, you can edit them in the theater. And then we also provide a space for you to do a community screening, which then, you know, I'm probably out of my own here, but element here. But <laughs> that opens you up to be able to kind of apply for film festivals and different sure. kinds of things after after that hurdle, um, which is why we did Jordan's that way. Um, so we kind of used his as a case study just for this even possible does this work um and it did so i, I think we're going to kind of try and harness that and keep going with it as best we can um probably not personal projects very much anymore but other people's that just need a space to kind of show their work and then yeah uh, just think of it as a venue more so than a movie theater i mean i've had people walk through to want to rent it for weddings stuff like that right. which is all doable in my opinion right um I, I would venture to say we would show movies less than live events 
that kind of stuff, they've proven to not work as well. Sure. Um, I know we did on Halloween weekend last year, we showed Halloween and the original showing uh, of Possession, which is like a horror movie that was released in the 80s, I believe, but then immediately banned from theaters. <laughs> and then they, they released a new cut of it. Um, so we ended up going and getting the banned version. And <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Why not, come on. Right? Yeah. Like, let's be real. We're going to show it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just put a solid disclaimer at the beginning when people are buying tickets. Like, hey, I don't know if you know about this, but, um, and that was actually, you know, they're just not, it's not that big of a draw. Possession, possession kind of, you could tell it has a, a little bit of a cult following, cult ish. I said that was air quotes, people listening. Um, and uh, so we had people come from, you know, Kentucky, Indiana, stuff no like kidding. that. Yeah, wow. to where it's just not shown very much anymore. Right. Wow. So if you want to see it, you look online and find out what theaters are showing it in your area. I don't know. Some, I guess some people are casting a couple hour wide net there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but it, it didn't really, the turnout wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, and I know Halloween weekend, you're kind of competing with Boo and Brew and stuff like that. Sure. So we kind of shot for a different target market there. Yeah. Um, anybody that just kind of wanted to relax and have a laid back Halloween. Yeah. Um, so we've talked early on when you were taking this project on that perhaps the Fairborn Phoenix could be where if the city wanted to do a winter event, which we don't have a venue where we could do something like that, perhaps there's a partnership to be made there. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Winter event. Yeah. In, in keeping that theme in mind, you actually partnered with another business to do something that I think is really cool. The Labyrinth Ball. Talk a little bit about the Labyrinth Ball. Oh, and, Cherish. Because that was a really, I uh, think, sold out, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it sold. that was our, our first show that sold out, uh, I think it was a week before the show started. Um, we partnered with the Secret Chamber, Yep. which if you guys haven't checked them out, uh, that shop is insane. It is. Um, it is crazy. Uh, Cherish runs it. We love her. Um, she's welcome back at the theater whenever she wants to. I think we're probably going to do something next year. We're kind of working on a theme for it. But yeah, the Labyrinth Ball was, it was a masquerade ball. Um, uh, the theme was David Bowie's Labyrinth. Right. Um, I think we had only sold 200 tickets because some of the acts we had there, I'll get into that in a minute, were, uh, were kind of crazy. So I wanted to make sure we had plenty of room. Sure. Um, our capacity right now is like 299. So we shorted sure. ourselves by about you know, 50 people. That does count acts and volunteers. And uh, it was... I was not prepared for it. I don't think I wasn't like, I didn't, I didn't know like exactly what to expect. Cause I'm just like, Oh, labyrinth masquerade ball. Never seen the movie. I don't know what goes on at yep. these things. And next thing I know, there's like, there's fire dancers out. Uh, it was insane. We had, uh, we had some really good acts. Uh, we do a lot of burlesque, um, where there's aerial acts, circus acts, stuff right. like that. Um, sword swallowers, the the fire dancers were really caught. They were they were kind of worried. That was the first time. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think that was the first time there was fire dancers in that movie theater. I'm not positive. I don't know what they were doing in the 50s back there. On but purpose, right? yeah, on right. purpose at least for sure. Um, and and that kind of event is one that uh, it's just kind of fits the vein of what sure. we want to do. Just yeah. very niche um, stuff that you can pull off and. Right in a space that is less than perfect. Right. Um, the space actually worked in our favor for the fire dancers. There's, you can't catch concrete on fire. Right. The ceiling at the bottom of the auditorium is, I don't even know, okay. 30 feet. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's high. I mean, you're underground when you get down to the bottom of the auditorium. Right. Um, so that show was was great. That's, that's, if I could pick like, what I want shows to turn out like, yeah. that would be it. That was it? Yeah, I mean, everything. Because, you know, it, there's other stuff that, that we stress about where we don't have a kitchen or a concession stand, so right. I have a food truck that comes every time. So now I'm worried about, okay, I need to let people know that the food truck's out there. I need to kind of help them sell their product. It's right. and So the shows where the, the crowd is very interactive and very into it, you know, they're dressed up, they're dancing around, they're just having a blast that is like the energy that we're yeah. going for, I think. And I think that group sponsored a bulb, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they did. Bulb, they, they? Um, so Secret Chamber did. And, uh, oh, you put me on the spot. Sorry, and I, I didn't write them down. There was one of the groups, one of the uh, burlesque troops. Yep. I will remember soon. Um, they also bought a bulb. But it's a great example of working together with another business where 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. Did you know Cherish before nope. she came forward with this? So I, nope. I wasn't familiar with the secret chamber. Right. Um, I did not know what to expect. It was one of those things where, um, and I've said this before, anybody that's willing to throw an event in there, I will talk to. Right. Um, because like I said, it is less than fine establishment right now. Um, so she kind of just took it by the horns. I didn't really have to do much. Um, that was one of those shows that's just hands offish, right. um, in terms of building sets, stuff like that. And it was all on them. Um, and she actually left a bunch of stuff behind, which was really cool. Uh, she kind of decorated the inner, uh, lobby area, that yeah. big dome. Um, she, the women's powder room, she turned into like a, a tarot card reading room oh, yeah. and left all the stuff up for that. So nice. that's still there. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a great show. And, and Jordan and I, like, we really want to lean into local as much as possible, even right. with the, with the renovations, right? When we go out and solicit for bids for the HVAC and, and general contracting work or, or what have you, plumbing, et cetera, it's, it always goes to local, local guys first. I sure. think we got five quotes on the roof before we decided to go with enterprise who services a lot of the buildings in Fairborn. Right. I'm not, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of that. They've but done several of our buildings. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're very good and they're local. They've been in the Dayton area forever. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of the, the goal. Start in Fairborn and, and kind of start casting your net wider out. So what's been your biggest surprise to this point? Well, ARPA was a, that was a surprise. Um, I was not anticipating that. Um, I don't know if anybody ever anticipates that, sure. right? Especially when you, you get started. I, there's actually a piece in our agreement that very explicitly says, hey, you guys don't expect any help from the city. Um, so, <laughs> so, so then, when you know, a year later, when I like hear about this ARPA deal that's coming down from the feds, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I shot myself in the foot there. But I, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, it, that was that was a, a, a pleasant surprise for sure. And I think, you know, that's a that's a good financial surprise in terms of uh, others. I think the support. I wasn't expecting that. Sure. Um, I tend to do a lot of stuff on my own. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of been that way. And you just kind of realize if you ask for help, people are there. And that's not always the case, right? It's it's a, it's a cool project. It's meaningful to the town. Most of the people that I know are from this town. Right. Um, we all got kids out here. We want something for our kids to do, right? I'm, I'm 33 years old, so I'm in, I was in like the, dead smack middle of this last little pandemic that we had with, uh, with all the heroin that was coming through. So you see a lot of your friends die, um, right. just cause there's nothing to do. Um, like I, I remember when we had pools right. and a skating rink and a drive-in movie theater right. and a regular movie theater. Um, so it's just, it's trying to bring some of that stuff back. Yeah. I think is, is really, it's important. Right. It's, yeah, uh, it's absolutely, I think Fairborn has gotten a bad rap and you know, the pendulum's got to swing back our way eventually. So Chris, people listen to this, people download this podcast. How can they support you? Um, what give let's, so let's give out all your socials, all your, uh, you can, you're fundraising on your website. You're selling merch. Yeah. You're yeah. taking donations. So like, let's give all that out in case somebody wants to go and help yeah. you. So for socials, um, we are on a uh, Facebook and Instagram. It's the Fairborn Phoenix. It's very, very simple. Our website is a uh, fairbornphoenix.com. We do sell merch off of there. I just slammed the table. I don't know if you okay. that. Uh, we, sell, okay. we sell merch <laughs> off there. Um, we also have some of our fundraisers there. Uh, the buy a bulb is the big one that we have going on right now. Um, if you guys want to contact us, if you have any questions, um, just message the, the Facebook messenger sure. or uh, you can email us at contact at fairbornphoenix.com. Um, follow our socials. That's really where we update most people right now. Yeah. Um, is it, our Facebook especially is very active. Um, and then just show up. I think that's the big thing is, uh, you know, I think my friends are getting tired of helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, right. any, any opportunity to volunteer if, or if you're interested in volunteering and, and kind of helping us out and, and get this thing going, just reach out. That's sure. Jordan and I are, we're nice guys. We're probably the least intimidating people you'll ever meet in your life. So yeah, just feel free to contact us. Um, we have plenty of stuff to do. I know now that the roof's going on, we're probably going to start some demo work Sure. and, uh, getting to like the final phase of our DIY setup. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of just sweat equity 
at the theater. Sure. Um, hopefully no blood. Hopefully just sweat. Maybe right. some tears. Maybe some tears. Maybe yeah. Right. I, I cry enough for all of us. Don't worry about that. <laughs> this thing puts me to bed at night crying. <laughs> One last question. Have you ever heard of a Shrek rave? Yeah. Oh, uh, so you guys want to know something funny is we're actually planning one for next year. Oh my gosh. So, well, so okay. So, but so look, so, so Jordan and I, we don't like, like, so the Shrek rave is like the, the big trend right now. Right. Right. But we, I think we're going to do a SpongeBob rave. Oh, that would be killer. And yeah. I, I have to give credit. I have, to give, I have to give credit, Chris. That's not, I'd never heard of a Shrek rave. I'm shocked. Emily Reichert, who's works as an intern for us. We were talking and just kind of, you know, what'd you do this weekend? She said, I went to a Shrek Wait, rave. you went to that this weekend? She went to a Shrek oh, rave. Oh, I know so many people that went before. to it. Yeah, so. uh, what else cool has happened? Oh, uh, so our first Frankenfurter from our, uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, Danny, goes by Cherry Poppins, okay. just won uh, Miss Gay, Ohio. Wow. So awesome. congratulations, fantastic. Danny slash Cherry. Awesome. We love you. Yeah. Come back and perform anytime. We miss you. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, so that's so. that's been fun. And uh, what's another fun? The Shock Collective is an LLC that we stood up. I helped stand up um, to throw Rocky Horror Picture Shows at other areas. That's the group that started. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the fun little side stuff we and I, try and elevate people as I best love we can. the just the diversity of stuff it's just fantastic I think it's so much fun oh it's a blast and it's it's just different yeah. and it's it's just a blast to be yeah. able to to share it out there and uh, I'd be down for a Spongebob rave as long as I'm not over the maximum age. Like, yeah. I, I just gotta be, I gotta be careful. With, I gotta come? be careful with the marketing on that one. I think people are watching me with a microscope right now. <laughs> it could be really cool. I mean, that's, oh, it's, yeah, it, they're really, so fun. Really cool. I, I mean, you can, you can attest to it. We thought about, uh, I think silent disco is up on yeah. our idea board. See, yeah, I like it. And look, me and Emily's, you should come check us out sometime. <laughs> Um, the silent disco is going to be a fun one. Uh, I'll probably do another drag show. I'm going to try another rock show. Um, if that's the type of stuff you want to see, I think that's a big thing for, for me is sure. you guys, the community dictates what we do at the right. movie theater. What is successful? We continue to do what is not successful. We don't continue to do it. It just doesn't make sense. Why would we? So, you know, and so it's if, not it's not expensive to attend one of your events no, typically. So fifteen bucks, yeah, twenty bucks. Follow the social media if they have suggestions they can yeah, send absolutely. you a message and, and, you want to do. And generally we do discount codes even. So, you know, a twenty dollar show you can get for ten bucks for like the first twenty four hours. Right. Um so again, just trying to make it affordable, get people's feet in the door and uh just see what we got going on. I know there's you can make a lot of assumptions or you can kind of show up and yeah, talk to us, ask look with your own eyes um again it's hard to criticize we've never been there yeah right? yeah but it's fine it's okay right. i mean i'm here for it it's, it, right? it's whatever but <laughs> so any final thoughts chris we've we've had a wonderful conversation we got a few more things to get to but anything else you want to talk about uh no Phoenix? i just thank you guys for having me on yeah. um thank you to the fdc for kind of believing in jordan and i uh, i know that's probably a large leap to take um city council for the arpa funds uh, and then you know just Fairborn for continuing to support us, for supporting us as we go. You know, I'll say anybody that's had a chance to talk in any length with you and Jordan, uh, you're easy to support. I mean, you, the, thank you. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, it was almost a no brainer when we decided to do this. Once we knew that you and Jordan were so passionate about it and really had your stuff together when it came to what your plan was, you had a, you had a plan, you had yeah. money, but you had a great plan. Yeah. You guys definitely, I, I do it. think we should clarify that. Yeah, uh, the FTC and the city manager absolutely <laughs> put us through the ringer before they turned <laughs> before they turned this thing over. Um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't just a here, please get it off of our plate thing. It was a, okay, you did it once. Now, what's your plan? What are you gonna do? Why should I trust you? What you know? Right. It was it was it was good, right? It was how it should be as a taxpaying citizen. Right. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe didn't at the time, but you do oh, now. Right? I did not at the time. I'm like, God, what am I doing? <laughs> this, is, this is exhausting. Yeah. Right. But it's worked out. It's been very fun. So awesome. Yeah. Well, I, you I appreciate the vote of confidence. You want to stick around with us? We got a couple more things to go through. Yeah. Like you can I'll, weigh in. Am I you, oh, I can weigh in even? Are you Absolutely. guys? Absolutely. We have a little bit of an agenda sounds, here. So. Sounds dangerous. We don't, you, we don't have to do all of them if you don't want to. We can do a few. We we do have a social media meltdown we want to get to. We can have Chris sort of... Yeah. Talk with his opinion yeah. on that as well. Those meltdowns. But uh, we want to hit a couple things. Uh, one, we've, uh, the Fairborn High School marching band and color guard 
has been doing gangbusters this year. Yeah, they've they've kicked some serious tail. So they did. They competed at the Marching Bands of America in Indianapolis. Yep. Uh, I think got the highest rating they've ever gotten. Yeah, they did uh, really well this year. So, which is fantastic. Uh, congratulations to all the yep. uh, students and the parents and the instructors that do that. It's, it's an amazing thing. And that stuff's intense too. It is. You guys ever sat there and watched like a band practice? Uh, yeah, they're serious. Hours. Those I mean, kids are out there be. for hours. And it starts yeah. in the, I was a band kid and it starts in the summer. Like you're sweating, you're, you know, yeah. off. And so the work they put in, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, we play, I played football for high school. So we would go out there for two days and we'd be like, oh God, it's all day. This is going to be brutal. Those band kids were there before we got there and they were there after we left. It right. was like two days were nothing to them. So that's right. Yeah. It makes sense. They're good. So congrats to those folks. Yeah. Um, we have, again, we mentioned before, uh, Inclusive Fairborn is providing a free hot lunch again at Fairborn Apartments on November 19th. This Saturday at one o'clock. This Saturday at one o'clock. So yep. this will be, will be, this will be published by then. So if you hear this, Correct. you say Saturday, it's this Saturday. Yep. So this get, Saturday. if you would like a free hot lunch, please do that. And they're partnering with Green County Public Health again, yep. uh, to provide some health. Um, I don't want to misquote Correct. it, but. Green County Health will be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to throw. Screenings <laughs> and all that good stuff. Yeah, whatever they got. All <laughs> right. Uh, we want to talk about if uh, the Spark events coming up. We've got a couple new members at Spark, mm -hmm. uh, but if anybody would like to use the Spark facility, it is available to rent. Uh, just look at the social media. Yep. There's an email address there you can contact if you'd like to use Spark. Yeah, that place is fun too. We rent it out for space, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Watch great. the Bengals. And there's some really good disappoint me every year. And, <laughs> and if you do, if you do rent the space, we have some wonderful chefs uh, cooking out of there. You got Gumball Alley. You got uh, Home Quick Vibes. You got some wonderful cheesecake yep. labs. You got uh, the cookie, the cookie, oh, the, cookie the, queen. I forget her name. Yes, she, they're they're terrific, uh, and the, I'm sure they'd be glad to provide uh, some food for you. Okay, if you yeah, to, to home cooked vibes actually came out and catered at some of our shows. She's pretty good. Her, she makes the best egg rolls I've ever had. Yeah, they're good. Uh, they're terrific. And then Gumball Alley, you can't go wrong there. Right. Shout out another Fairborn yeah. guy. Shout, Shout out, out John. To John. Yeah, yeah, John. <laughs> um, our hometown holiday parade is coming up on December second. We'll have we'll probably record another one of these before then, maybe. Um, but if not, maybe, uh, maybe it depends I, on how the calendar falls. I'm yeah. not good with the I can't remember. time space <laughs> continuum. Yeah. Four to eight that day. Four to eight. So we'll Ish. have the lighted horse parade like we normally do. Yeah. 615 issue will kick off probably. Uh, and it's strictly on main street. So Correct. if you line up on central Avenue, if you're uh, more than a main street, if you line up on central or central and you're more than a block, you're not going to see it. That's oh, what correct. I'm saying. I got you. So, yeah. <laughs> Set up on me. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, so that's the second, the week after that on the 9th, uh, the downtown Fairbourne committee is having their hometown holiday event. Something. Uh, based in the Fifth Third Bank building. And then downtown, they have handbell choirs. They have a barbershop quartet. Uh, they have music. They have wonderful things planned. Uh, please come down. The businesses are also having a scavenger hunt. Hmm. That's going to be a really, really good event. And then... November 18th, which is a couple days away. Friday. Is the, believe it or not, the five-year anniversary of the Neighborhood Nest. Which is super cool. Uh, and so shout out to Amber uh, Tipton. If you, I remember when we were getting her space ready to go in year one uh, and how we were afraid we weren't going to pass the inspection right. from the health department. So we're literally cleaning as this person gets out it's of their car and walks in the building. Uh, and she passed and has been going gangbusters ever since. Yeah, so three to six on Friday. She's having an open house. Billy Gold Bubble Tea food truck will be out there. Uh, That's a solid. So, That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Gold Bubble Tea is all you had to Billy say. Gold I know. Yeah. Uh, in terms of projects, we have a couple that are open. Dairy Queen, open. Ooh, yeah. And if that place you can, is packed. If you yeah. plan to go yeah. there, yeah. it's like, yeah, dedicate some time. You're going to sit in line for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, the people were saying, people yeah. were excited about that. It was like perfect timing for them, too. Op Maple opened up. Uh, so, yeah. We beat them. Yeah, we did beat them. Which yep. If you had that in the bet, you lost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Casey's is now open on 235 or Xenia. Serious? Another one that's been packed every time yeah. we've gone through it. Um, so please. Uh, and the gas is cheap. Gas is it fairly is. cheap, and they're they're yeah, doing like pretty well. 343 when I drove by the other day. Uh, we've got Chipotle has been announced. At, Chipotle. Uh, Where is that going? On DYS uh, at Commerce Center. So there's a. There's a little outbuilding there in front of Planet Fitness. Okay. Where there's a I think a nail salon, and there used to be a pet value. 
Uh, they're going in the pet value space, taking the rest of that. They're, they're operating a little a Chipotle Lane. Chipotle Lane. Is that like a Chipotle drive through? Oh, it, it's God, it's a pickup so window. That I think it's well, portrayed it's as a drive through, but still if like you a drive through. You can come through and pick it up at the window. You don't oh, even have to get God, out of the car to get dangerous. your Chipotle. That's peak laziness. Which is Gosh. crazy. So, <laughs> and, and you know, like anything, a lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. Most people don't care, but. You know, okay. social, social media reaction has been mixed. Can't win with everybody. <laughs> how do you how do you hate it on a Chipotle? I don't know. Okay. There, exactly. Uh, as you know, Chris, Chipotle. I don't know how you. I get. I gotcha. As you know, I almost Chris, wanted to tell people. Yes, I know this is another Mexican restaurant. Please do not yell at us. <laughs> but Chipotle is coming. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but at you least know, you don't got to drive to Beaver Creek now. There are people no. that are I mean, complaining about anything, and yes. so the, one of the criticisms was, well, there's one at Wright State, there's one in Beaver Creek. You don't understand the market around this area is enough to support this Chipotle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, and they wouldn't go there if it wasn't. Right? So, Correct. Yeah. Who are we to be to know better than the actual business owner? Yeah. Uh, with that being said, La Base opened La Base. Uh, on Broad Street. Been there twice. Food's excellent. Please uh, go there. Another, uh, st- another restaurant that opened. And then we have an Asian bakery that opened up. Across from Wright State. Yeah. I've not been there. Have you been there, man? I have not, but I've heard it's amazing. I've heard the, and their savory uh, treats as well as sweets. Yeah. I hear it's amazing. So please uh, I, get I didn't out there. know about that one either. What's that place called? Mm. You put me on the spot. Yeah, payback. Right. Payback. Right. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Payback's a pain. <laughs> uh, we shared it on our social media. So yeah. if okay. you like some people and go through <laughs> our social media with a fine tooth comb, you'll find it. <laughs> and you don't we'll have to wait till September. You can just go back because it was Correct. just from last week. Just right yeah, there. Week. You, I, you can just search in the search bar keywords too. Right. right. Um, if, you, if you've paid attention to our uh, city council agendas, we have a piece of property that we're purchasing at the intersection of Maine and Broad. It's 8 North Maine. It's a very small half acre lot. It was a automobile repair place. Um, it's been for sale for a long time. The city is purchasing that, uh, really to create a gateway into our downtown and into broad street. So no development has tended to happen there. It was a really not an expensive piece of property. So we purchased it or are purchasing it. Uh, so you see that go through people want to know what's going on. That's why, uh, nothing planned to be built there. And then finally, let's take some time and go over our social media meltdown. Social media meltdown. We need like a, (laughs) hold on. Let's see. Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) <laughs> so, far, so perfect. <laughs> so Monday night we had it, and uh, Chris, please weigh in. I'd like to get your thoughts. Oh, on this. As a, no, this as is a Fairborn night and a danger zone. So, oh, as anybody that's followed along the intersection of Maine and Central is uh, when you go through there, you kind of have to maybe grit your teeth a little bit as you're going through. It's that a it's right? a not roundabout roundabout. Yeah. So, right. it, and it's two lanes of traffic, north and south, and east and west on Maine. Correct. And as you're coming north and south. If there's a car beside you, I literally, there have been times where I've actually made this motion in the car. <laughs> it's like you got to squeeze. You have to squeeze in right. because it's such a tight squeeze. And it's not really. It's not really. It's, but it's, it just feels like it is. Correct. Right. In the last three years, in the area between Main, uh, so on Main Street from Grand Avenue to Pleasant, so we've got first block, and then Xenia to Dayton, we've had 54 accidents. 14 of which have been personal injury accidents in that stretch in three years. <laughs> I can just uh, imagine someone just running their car right up the Veterans Memorial right there. In the So yes. the Veterans Memorial, yes, that has <laughs> happened. We have video and we could probably put that in the show notes if we ever found it. I'm not going to say we did, but we might be able to do that. Um, somebody actually was coming north on on Central, yeah. uh, hit the Veterans Memorial, went airborne, flipped over, took out the flagpole and landed on the opposite side of traffic in front of U.S. Bank. <laughs> Uh, it literally is a scene out of a movie. Like you, if you look at impressive. it, like that is, that's, they shot a movie, right? <laughs> um, and so they damaged the flagpole. They damaged the, the monument. We've been trying to figure out what to do with the monument ever since. And so we are working to not only uh, preserve the monument that's there, but rebuild a flagpole. And then we want to put a roundabout in the intersection there. Uh, uh, yeah, official like roundabout. that makes sense. Uh, we reduce it to one lane. We add angled parking on Main Street, so we actually pick up parking spots for downtown businesses. And you would think we were we uh, people are irate. Clubbing doing, baby seals on the altar. Look, I don't understand why people can't figure out how to use roundabouts. I, I, I don't know. It is like uh, you would think the most beautiful that thing you were asking them to f- code a website from scratch. <laughs> It's just, it's just, right, right. just yield and turn right if nobody's going and it's get like off the damn carousel, whatever direction you want to go. Right. Yeah. You're asking me to eat Brussels sprouts or something like that. Yeah. I don't want to do that, right? We just can't do it. Yeah. Um, 
So the, what I want to say about that is, uh, first of all, we appreciate the feedback. I mean, we're absolutely we, we are going to be deliberate about going out and getting feedback from residents and businesses. Um, and kind of the way that it works is, you know, the media could be a friend or an enemy. <laughs> and in this case, you know, it's people want to know what's going on. Correct. It's an interesting story. Uh, but what happens is typically the news will get a hold of it and then we can't control the narrative then. So yeah. we can't control the message, which is okay. That's the nature of the business. And I, I don't, I'm not mad about that. Right. Uh, but then people tend to get their, you know, you get the hot take. Is that what it's called? Hot take? Yeah. Yeah. You get a hot oh, take yeah. about, you know, uh, here it is. Right. I've got the definitive hot take and you know, this, you're the stupidest it's, it's people gone. ever walked the face yeah. of the planet. Correct. Right. So all I'm saying is please bear with us. Uh, we are going to do some citizen engagement. We are going to go out and, and solicit some input have some open forums. Uh, we want to hear what you have to say. Um, and, you know, social media is not necessarily the venue in which to voice that opinion yeah. uh, because we don't necessarily capture all that. So. And it's not happening tomorrow. Yeah. Right. I don't, it's, people take it way too seriously. People right. take life too seriously. Just yeah. period. For sure. That's okay. a great way to end. Let's end right there. It is there. a How great way that? to end. Chris, thanks for being with us. Appreciate you spending the time. Thank you guys for having um, me. I'll we'll, come uh, back whenever. Yeah, so this has been episode 13 of the Rumor Asset Podcast. We'll see you around town. So if you're still listening, this is an Easter egg that we put, try to put at the end of these these podcasts. So I want to mention something that, Chris, you and I have talked about. This is catching a little bit off guard. But if you're listening to this, we have a, an event planned for our 75th anniversary, or trying to, right? Okay. We talked about Rock the Quarry. Oh, guys, I have such big updates on this. So, Jordan, yeah, keep going. Sorry. So, the idea is that Oaks Quarry Park is is a wonderful venue at which to perhaps oh, have, perfect. A, have a show. Yeah. So, behind the scenes, Chris has been reaching out to some folks who have, have the ability to help put this together. Yeah. Uh, and we've talked about some of the, the ways that we could do this. So rock the quarry. Let's let's hear some updates here about what we might be able to do. Uh, so I think Jordan and I, we've really been working on putting together a team that kind of understands, you know, what it takes to sure. throw these shows. Um, so I'm not going to name them by name no, yet. Um, I will I will name one. His name is Tony DeSaro. Um, he throws all the, the breakaway events. Um, they are very, they're large, you know, three-day music right. festivals. Thousands of people show up. He um, gets incredible acts. I don't know how he gets in touch with some of these people. Um, we had been talking about maybe, uh, getting like Blink-182 out uh, here to the quarry. Um, right. I know, I know we talked, we had been in touch with, uh, or talking about doing like a Little Wayne slash Blink-182 show. Oh. Um, I've, I've been talking to just uh, any camp that I can think of, right. you know, big local comedians, um, that are, very well known. Um, you know, you just kind of, it's a slow roll. And, but and we have we have walked the quarry uh, with Tony, um, a couple of guys that set up the stage and do all that stuff uh, at the Chappelle shows out here in the cornfield. Right. Um, and it is, that place is incredible. Uh, yeah, so we're very excited about that. Um, so we've I, got a few years, this is 2025, so we've got here. several years yeah. to put this together. But man... It's been my goal as long as I've we've been able to talk about this yeah. is to do a huge event at Oaks Quarry Park. Oh yeah, I, I think it could be insane. Yeah, even if it's a one off, like it's a you know we don't do it every I'd, year, but it's just a one off. I'd do like it. to do like two a year out there. One in like the spring, do like a May Day show maybe, and then one in the fall around you know Labor Day, Halloween time frame. But if, you, if you've been out there, it sets itself up and lends itself really well yeah. to a really oh, cool show. Yeah, it's perfect. There's oh. one There's one sheer flat uh, rock wall that has a ton of graffiti on it. Right. Um, that would be perfect backdrop for a stage. And also acoustically, it would work out. Um, and then way red back. Rocks. Yeah. Very worn red rocks. Yeah. Version. Well, way back in the back, uh, kind of past that little ramp that goes out the side entrance yep. right there. Yep. Um, that bowl, the rock wall there. It's it's perfect. I right. mean, it's like we had been talking about actually trying to figure out how much it would cost to just uh, build like a permanent structure back there or something. I know, right. you know I've, I probably, I don't know, I went to, I don't know, five or four or five of the Chappelle shows this year just to kind of, and kind of looking at the setup. Shout out uh, Heather. She, uh, she runs uh, Mad Cats events. She, uh, she's very good. She books all that stuff. She's kind of her, his personal booker, but... She's helped us out a lot with, I mean, anything from, yeah. you know, 
our setups to, hey, these are the best guys to rent porter potties from. Um, but their stage out there is, it's really just like a big pavilion. Right. Um, it's nothing crazy. It wouldn't even really have that big of a footprint um, at the quarry. Actually, you would still be able to preserve, the, right. you know, the park aspect of it. And we had talked about, you know, you could donate 10% of everything that you make, you profit to the parks and rec uh, here at Fairborn. Right. That would help fund kind of maintenance more parks. parks. Yeah, yeah maintenance, all of that whatever, stuff, yeah. right? So it's, you know, it's kind of a give and take. You, you give up the park for a weekend and raise a bunch of money to right. now make them better. Um, but yeah, that's something that, uh, Jordan and I, I were so excited about that. I like, we've been, we've been talking to a, a bunch of people, um, trying to just get, I think when we had talked, you said, you know, what's the biggest act that you think that you can get? And I'm like, dude, I'm kind of got a big ego when it comes to that. I think I can get, <laughs> I think I can get pretty much anybody right. out here, right. you know, it's just, it's, it's paying them. Um, so yeah, we're, we're looking into that. I think, you know, in, in everything, like I said, Blink-182, Lil Wayne type deal, uh, Papa Dozio was another one. Um, like kind of like more electronic type stuff too. Everything would work out there. Right. Like you could have a suite. Could you imagine the Shrek rave? <laughs> I'm looking at mark. Emily right now. Right. <laughs> it would be absolutely insane out there. Because what's I mean? Right. What do you think the capacity is out there? How many oh people could we get? What ten thousand? Maybe, maybe. Parking would be the only thing we have here at the park. But that's a yeah. that's a we'll shuttle them in. Right. We can Not, do just we'll just park them at Ally and shuttle them in. Right. I mean, I'm sure Ally would let us. They're actually pretty cool. They're pretty cool guys. Ernie Appfields. Yeah. All, it's all right, right. there. So. I mean, all at Midwest Optical, all those parking lots are pretty much empty after five o'clock. So good. If you happen to listen, this is the Easter egg for yeah. episode 13. Yeah. Be on the lookout for that. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Rock the quarry. <laughs> I can't wait for Thanks, that. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.